about you. Here in the Gospel of John, in chapter 2, if you have your Bible, <clears throat> and the third day, there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was there, and both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus saith unto him, They have no wine. And Jesus saith unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. His mother saith unto the servants, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. And there was, there were set there six water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews containing two or three firkins apiece. Jesus saith unto them, Fill the water pots with water, and they filled them up to the brim. And he saith unto them, Draw out now, and bear unto the governor of the feast. And they that bear it, and when, they, when the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, and knew not whence it was, but the servants which drew the water knew, the governor of the feast called the bridegroom, and saith unto him, Every man at the beginning doth set forth good wine. And when men have well drunk, then that which is worse, but thou hast kept the good wine until now. This beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifest forth his glory and his disciples believed on him. Let's bow our heads. Lord, as we come to your throne of grace, we thank you, great God, for this message in Scripture. And Father, to knowing, dear God, that you put it there for a reason. And how that you gave us some important lessons here. We praise you, Lord, this morning for being a part of of our worship service. You're not only the object of it, but you're a part, great God, today. And we thank you, Father, for life, health, and strength. And for these that are here, pray your blessings upon each one. Open our hearts and fill us again. In Jesus' name, we ask these blessings. And amen. 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 Gospel of John here. John records seven of Jesus' miracles. And it wasn't all of his miracles. And at the end of the book of John, it tells you there that if all the things that were written, that the books couldn't hold the things that Jesus said and done. But these were written that ye might believe and upon the only begotten Son and believing you might have life through his name. So these miracles were signs. They were signs. Now there had been a space of 
500 years that no miracles was recorded. There was the miracles of, of Moses and Joshua. There was the miracles of Elijah and Elisha. And then a great, great gap, no miracles until Jesus and the apostles. So there's three sets of miracles recorded in God's word. And they, these miracles are there for reasons. They are signs that ye might believe. And basically, that's what it says after the miracle was performed, that these believed upon him, his disciples, when his miracle brought forth his glory. I remember my, the, the, the story about the old guy that was in front of a police officer. Police officer was falling down the road, and he was swerving back and forth over the center line. Finally, the officer pulled him over, knocked on his window. He rolled it down, and the smell of the alcohol just about, just about knocked him over. And he said, sir, he looked down between his legs. He said, what have you got in the bottle? He said, uh, it's just water, officer. Well, hand me that water. He hands him the bottle. He takes a, takes a whiff of it, and he says, that smells like wine to me. And the guy says, praise the Lord. He done it again. <laughs> Turn the water into wine. But my, how that Jesus, Jesus done this for a reason. Back then it was very much a custom. It wasn't strong drink uh, like that we have today. But it was a drink that they drunk. At the wedding feast, and it was uh, it was expected, and how that the governor of the feast was there, he was the what we might call the wedding planner today. He was the concierge, and he came and helped the groom in providing for the guests, and how that it was the groom's responsibility. It was him. That mine, as you read in John chapter 14, where Jesus says, I go away to prepare a place for you. And that's what the groom would do. He would go back to his father's house. He would prepare a place for her and that he would go again and the wedding party would go to the bride's house and there she would be ready. There she would have her wedding ornaments and dress on. She would be ready for the bridegroom to come and take her to his father's house and there to have the feast and the wedding feast. It was a seven-day celebration. It was my something, my, that everyone wanted to be a part of in that day. I believe one thing, you know, Jesus, Jesus knows how to throw a party. I don't believe, listen, friend, that when Jesus was at a party that there was anything dull about it. It was a joyous celebration. And he placed a lot of emphasis and importance on this couple's Matrim, holy matrimony and their union together. And we can see this was important to Jesus. That's why he was there. Yeah. Amen? Amen? 
I'll tell you another reason that Jesus was there. If you look down here in verse 2, and this is something that's very important, is this, that Jesus was called. He was invited. This wedding was, and this wedding celebration was by invitation only. And my, when we begin to think about Jesus taking part in a joyous celebration of life, and my listen, friend, you need to have Jesus at your party. Amen. You need to have Jesus in your life if you're going to have anything to celebrate. Amen. 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 Now Jesus talks about joy a lot of times in the scripture. There in John chapter 15, he talks about I am the true vine. He said, ye are the branches. My father is the husbandman. He said that he wants you. He said, he said, abide in me. And I and you, and ye shall bear much fruit. And there six times in that scripture, he begins to talk about what it is to abide in the vine. And what it is, my, and then he says, and these things have I spoken unto you, that your joy, my joy might remain in you, and your joy might be full. So God wants us to enjoy our salvation. Amen. Earl Whitmore used to say, don't pray for me that I'll endure, pray for me that I'll enjoy. And we all, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And listen, friends, so many times, you know, we just go around with an old long sire face, and we wonder why nobody wants what we got. Yeah. Amen. Amen. My listen, friend, but my, how the joy of the Lord. That's one of the first fruits of the Holy Spirit. And my, he tells us that they that go to the wells of salvation, that they draw out with what? Joy. Joy, you ought to get something out of it when you go to God's house. People say, well, if I can just stand to be there for two hours, I might come out and look like I've been to the dental office or look like I've been to a beauty, beauty salon and left unattended. So many people just don't have joy in their salvation. Amen. Pray for me that I'll enjoy. Enjoy. So Jesus and his disciples was invited. Now, and they come to the marriage. Marriage was important. And when they wanted wine, basically they had run out. What do you do when the wine runs out? When natural joy runs out. What did Marilyn Monroe do when her joy ran out? What did Elvis Presley do when his joy? What did my uh, prince do when his joy ran out? Uh, what did my, listen friend, uh, 
the artist, my Michael, what's his name, Dave? Jackson, do when the joy ran out. Listen, friend, I'll tell you, the joy of the world runs out. It runs dry. And listen, friend, I want some joy that's everlasting joy. That's what the scripture talks about, about his joy that it's everlasting. But here I want you to see some things. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus saith unto him, they have no wine. Now, she really wasn't saying this to inform him because he already knew. She was saying this to get him involved. Amen? There was a need. And so many of us, so many times, we think, why would we trouble God with this? Why would we trouble God is your heavenly father? He wants to bless you. He wants your joy to be full. That's why you get him involved. Amen. That's why you get him involved. So she says to him, they don't have no wine. And Jesus saith unto her, Woman, what I have to do with thee. And Jesus is not reluctant to do this. Basically, what he's saying is, why involve me? Why involve me? Why are you getting me involved? My listen, friend, you know, we <laughs> there's there's reasons why we need to let get the Lord involved. Now this word over in John 15 where he says abide in me six times. Abide in me. Let my words abide in you. He shall ask what you will and it shall be done. Hey, he wants this, my listen friend. There should be no part of our life that we do not want Jesus involved. Amen? Everything. He ought to be involved in every part of our life, every fiber of our being. We need to get Jesus involved. Amen. 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 One fellow said, you know, it really doesn't matter whether you drive a Ford or a Chevy, and the Lord really don't care whether you drive a Ford or a Chevy, but when you ask, when you go to buy one, you ought to ask him about it. Amen. 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 He, but he says, why involve me? Mine hour is not yet come. Now this tells me something here. This tells me that Jesus was not planning to get involved in this miracle. You agree with that? Amen. Tells me that he's not planning on doing anything. And what that tells me is, is that we need to my, invite him and get him involved. That he's not going to get involved unless he has an invitation. Do you remember the disciples of Emmaus? you remember how they walked? And how Jesus walked with them? Their heart burned with one another. When did they, my, he began to show them uh, the scriptures concerning himself. 
And he made as he would go a little farther. And when they came to their home, to the house, he made as if he was just going to keep right on going. And he would have kept right on going if they hadn't invited him to come back in. Jesus just passes by unless he's got an invitation. Amen. Amen. Now, this is important. This is very important. And my listen friend, running out of wine was a big deal. It was a big embarrassment. It's like you could, you inviting somebody for supper and the only thing you got is an old soup bone from the gnaw. I want to have some soup. I don't know about you. I'm going to go home and eat some soup because my listen friend, Tess has prepared it and I'm expecting it. And my listen, I'm looking forward to it. And I'm going to be dis disappointed if I've got nothing but an old soup bone to chew on. Amen. Sure. Amen. Amen. Now, it would be a great embarrassment for the groom. And Jesus saith unto her, What have I do to thee? Mine hour is not come. His mother saith, Whatsoever he saith unto thee, do it. You know, this is her faith that's reaching out. This is her faith that's looking for him to do something. She's not telling him what to do. She's just saying, whatever he says, you do it. Now, listen, friend. She's, she's investing faith in her son. She's inferring that my, that Jesus is not saying, no way, I'm not going to do it. That's not what Jesus is inferring when he says, mine hour has not yet come. But she is moving forward in her faith. And he says, she says, whatsoever, whatever he says, you just do it. You get, you get and you start doing whatever he says, and now you're going to have joy in your life. You're going to be blessed beyond measure. And heaven is going to come down, and it's going to fill your soul. He's going to give you peace. He's going to give you joy. He's going to give you the fruits of the Spirit. And no matter what comes your way, you can still have joy. Now, this is a pretty good, daggone good way to start a marriage with Jesus on board, with Jesus in the house, with Jesus building the relationship. We need some marriages like that. Amen. In this godless world in which we're living in. My listen, friend, scared to death that we're uh, going to get a supreme, a conservative Supreme Court justice that's going to do away with gay marriage. Scared to death. My listen, friend, we need to get back to those old paths. And we will be blessed again. America is going down a path that we're going to receive judgment. God would have to repent of what he'd done to Sodom and Gomorrah 
If, listen, friend, we continue on our course and we say we don't care what you say about marriage. Amen? My, there were six water pots of stone. Six is the number of man. Man was created on the sixth day. The, the, the number or the mark of the beast is six, six, six. It's the number of a man. One, six is one short of seven. It's, it just is imperfect. It doesn't reach perfection. And man, is that a way? They were clay water pots of stone. And it speaks of the empty stone heart of man that needs to be filled and needs to be rejuvenated my listen, friend, it needs some, some touch, some miracle. And listen, friend, this is what our world needs today. Amen. This is what our world needs today. Amen. You know, there's people out there, you know, that just, just has their, that they come to God's house because they just have some place, some empty place in their heart that they need touched, that they need mended, that they need God involved. We need to get God involved if we're going to have joy. Amen. Amen. I'll tell you, if we had joy-filled Christians, that's enough invitation right there to get people to come to church. One fellow said, you build a fire and people come to see it burn. You have joy in your heart as a Christian and people's going to want what you got. Amen. 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 The stony heart. He said, my, if, if they, my people, I will take away their stony heart and I will give them a heart of flesh and I will put my spirit in them and I will cause them to walk in my statutes. You know, Jesus is the new wine of the Bible. Come on. Now that's what he says over in Mark. He says over in Mark's gospel there, and turn to it there a while ago. He says in Mark's gospel that, that a man doesn't put new wine into old wine skins, but he puts them in new skins because they'll burst the old skins. You know, that's the way it is with Jesus. We're not just adding him to something that already exists. It's a brand new creature, a brand new heart. We've been made anew. It's a miracle. Listen, friend, that we can, my love as he loves. It's a miracle that we can have revival. It's a miracle that David, with a heart like he had, could write the 23rd Psalm. The same man that killed Uriah the Hittite and murdered, and my listen friend, that he committed adultery and all those things. But it's a miracle, and that just tells you, you know, something about these water pots, they were there, the Bible says, after the manner of purification of the Jews. They really got into this hand washing. Matter of fact, the Pharisees condemned his disciples because they didn't wash their hands one day 
when they went out into the wheat field and they began to kind of take the kernels and they began to eat them. He said they're eating with unwashing hands. Now everybody that came to this wedding, before they could take part in the festivities, the first thing they had to do was get cleansed. Every one of them would go up to these six water pots. That's why they were there. That's what they were doing there. It was for ceremonial cleansing. And they would go up there and they'd wash in their hands and they'd go up. You know, it tells me something about these water pots. Now, the Bible says, fill them up to the brim. I believe that they were maybe splashed out. I don't know. All, but all I know is they had a lot of dirty hands that was in them. And listen, friend, Jesus, that's where, that's where the Lord excels. That's where he just goes way out. And my listen, friend, and does something great for mankind because we don't have to get cleaned up first for him to use us. He does the cleansing. Amen. My, but how that Jesus you know, he takes and he tells them, you fill them up to the brim. And then he says, you go and bear to the governor of the feast. And when the governor of the feast had tasted the wine, he said, men, he marveled. He said, men, the first. He said, I've set forth uh, my, the good wine and then the bad, but you've saved the best for the very last. Amen. You know what he's saying here is, and there's a spiritual part of that, and that is, listen, friend, he does save the best for the last. I've read the book. I've read the, the last book. I've read of the, those city with pearl gates and streets of gold and a place where there'll be no death, no sorrow, no crying, no tears. The former things will be done away. And I say, well, praise God, he did save the best for the very last. But listen, friend, I see Jesus here. My eyes, he came and he was invited if Jesus hadn't been invited, it would have been a pretty dull party. <laughs> Amen. 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 It would have been a pretty dull thing if Jesus had not been invited. Amen. At the end of the day, the groom would have been embarrassed. Now, the groom, the governor comes to the groom. And the groom gives him this huge compliment on what good wine was saved unto the very last. Now, the groom didn't do anything. Amen? But he's getting the compliment. Jesus comes and he saves the party. And he saves the groom from embarrassment. But he receives the compliment. And my how that Jesus saves the party. Amen. The pressure was on the groom. And Jesus saved him from embarrassment. 
But I want you to see, though, what it would have been like had Jesus not showed up. Amen. Amen. Now I want you to see why so many people have so many heartaches in life. Why they go through life so unfulfilled. And why they really never enjoy life like that God intended for us to enjoy it. Why a church service? Listen, friend, if Jesus shows up, it ought to be a celebration. Amen. 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 And a marriage is a celebration. Every day. Every day. We can celebrate what God has given us the union of what we've been able to accomplish together, the joy and sharing and towing and pulling and making a family. And it's a beautiful thing. Amen. 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 It is a beautiful thing. I always thought of Adam, you know, how lonely he was on that first day. And God said it wasn't good for man to be alone. He had all the animals. He just wasn't happy. It just wasn't it. And my listen, friend, when she showed up, it was it. She was it. It was exactly what he needed to fulfill himself. And I just think just what joy that first wedding was. And God was there. Amen. God was there. And we've got so many people with misconceptions of what marriage is. And what my two people that God put together. Oh, listen, friend. It's a joy. It's a joy. It starts sometimes as an ideal and ends up as an ordeal. Because people get in the wrong way. And they haven't got God showing up at their marriage celebration. Amen. Man, I tell you, if you've got the right heart and you've got the right attitude, you can do a whole, you can go a long way. Amen. And you can overcome a lot of circumstances when you got God on your heart. Man, enjoy life. Enjoy it. And that's what God gave you gifts for to enjoy. We have received all things in Christ Jesus to greatly enjoy. God give us these things because he loves us and he wants us to enjoy life. Amen. Whatever the Walmart pulled their ammo and their guns from their stores and that kind of tells you what kind of days that we're living in, doesn't it? You know, whatever the results of the election is, we can live with it. We have to. We have to. We have to make the best of it. And my listen, friend, we have to pray for our leader, whoever he is. Amen. Needs our prayers. Because if God can take an old cold stone water pot and pour it water into the brim and make a miracle happen 
man's heart, and Jesus is the new wine, and it's got to be put in new skins. There's got to be a change for us to contain it. There's got to be a part of us, my listen, friend, that he's changed. It's, a, it's when he fills us with new wine of Jesus, he's, it, it's working from the inside out, isn't it? But my listen, friend, it's all for your joy. Cheer up. You know how many times, you know, the Bible says cheer up? 366 times that Jesus, that the Bible says for you to cheer up. That's one time for every day of the year, including leap year, that God says cheer up. Amen. 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 Cheer up. Enjoy you know, we, we need to be careful about being prophets of doom and being negative Nelly and everything. I tell you, we just need to go with God and get God in our party and in our life and everything is going to be better. At the end of the day, look where they were because somebody invited Jesus. Mm -hmm. Amen. See, that's the whole point where Jesus was saying, you know, woman, what about to do with thee? You know, mine hour is not yet come. And he says, she says to the service, what, sir, he says, it's not that Jesus was reluctant to do the job. She just had to get him involved. Amen. You know, how much joy they'd be in any task that we go to do if we just get Jesus involved. Amen. Amen. And I hope maybe down the road that maybe you might have some frustration in some area of your life, and you'll remember what it would have been like if you hadn't had Jesus. Amen. Get him involved. Get him involved. You know, we have not because we ask not. We ask and have not because we ask amiss. We need to get the Lord involved. And this tells me about Mary's prayer and what it was in this little area of life and social life. And social life is very a big part of our church. And we miss it, don't we? This social distancing. I miss, you know, seeing your face. I miss getting a hug. I miss, you know, just being able to really worship and take the brakes off like we used to. Amen? Bye. Just give up. And let God. Let God. Amen. My, I, I just love the Lord and I want to testify to his saving grace and the glory of God. And that's what all these miracles was all about. For the glory of God that ye might believe. For the glory of God that ye might believe. There ain't no Savior like my Savior. There ain't no prophet that spoke like he spoke. There ain't one that could do the miracles that he did. My Savior is Lord. 
He's God. He's God of the blinded eyes. He's God of the lame man. He's God of the hungry. Listen, he feeds and my takes care of all of our needs. That's my God. That's my Jesus. Oh, he's, he's quite a notch above. Uh, listen, friend, these other religions and isms. Listen, friend, he's one that's with us and in us. He's my new wine. Amen. Amen. Get us a number of songs. Brother Curtis, if you've got a need today, and if you've come, this is God's filling station. This is God's place to bring your burdens, bring your problems, your social problems. Bring them to Jesus. This was a social problem. This was something that my would have caused embarrassment. But listen, friend, God came and saved the party. Amen. Amen. Amen.